0: Welcome to Persisters, an all female live show and podcast hosted by Beth Rowe and produced by Alex Kern. Each week, we'll play you a piece from our live show, followed by an interview between the performer and us, Beth and Alex. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at PersistersLA. This week, we have comedian and activist Liz
1: Stewart. I might sit. <laughs> I have a daughter. I have a daughter. She is the world's cutest baby. Well, it's no offense to your two babies, who I'm sure are adorable, but she is fantastic. She's the best. Um, her name's Ripley Adora Barnes um, because uh, we're dorks. And um, she is named after the first female action star, Ripley from Aliens. And also Alien, but all, Aliens more so because, like, you know, she says, get away from her, you bitch. And that's what I want her to get sent home from school saying. Um, And so many beautiful, beautiful, wonderful stories and voices and like, I, I sang when I was in college, but I'm not gifted. You guys, like, I can keep up, but holy shit, you, you, you right there, I'm looking at you. Beautiful voice, beautiful voice. You too, Beth. You are sexy, and you need to file a restraining order against me, <laughs> now. Uh, they're talking about change. I've been, uh, I'm, I'm trying to like, okay, I'm a mom trying to be a good mom, trying to be a good mom, trying to be better than like my mom was, which is like easy, anybody can do that. <laughs> And the fact that I wasn't smoking when I was pregnant really puts me over the top in that competition. (sighs) So I, I, uh, But I want to, like, be a really, really good mom. Like, I want to respect boundaries, you know? Like, uh, when my daughter, when I'm like, hey, can I get a kiss? You know, when her daddy's put... I put her to sleep for her nap because her daddy works in... uh, I, I, I just spend his money, um, uh, (laughs) no, he, well, well, I used to make money and he spent mine, so I'm not, this is not a gender binary issue, this is a, it's my turn issue, (laughs) So uh, he puts her to bed at night, and, uh, and he's putting her to sleep, and I'll be like, hey, can I get a kiss? And, and most of the time, she'll give me a kiss. You know, she'll take her binky out, and she'll give me a wet, wet kiss, and I love it. She tastes like popsicles, because that's all I feed her. Um, <laughs> and sometimes she'll be like, no! And I'll be like, are you sure? And she'll be like, And I'm like, okay, I respect your boundaries. You know, like, just because somebody wants to kiss you doesn't mean you need to let them, even if they're your mom. You know? You you have bodily autonomy. Is that how you say it? I think so. Is that how the Supreme Court ruled it? Because, I mean, until uh, next week when a tiny tooth, sharp tooth, fucking necrophiliac, pedophile-looking man hits the bench. Jesus Christ, could Kavanaugh get any creepier? He like brought in all of these kids to be like, I coach these kids, and I know for a fact that they're going to have a tell-all book on the shelves. In the next 10 years, being Brett Kavanaugh touched me, it's going to be right beside Ivanka's book called Daddy Raped Me for Money. At first I said no, but then I said fine. The rags to riches story. What I'm saying is that We've got to change. <laughs> We've got to change these diapers. Um, and I was reading. I was reading an article that said uh, that uh, you like you should ask your toddler's permission before you change their diaper. And hashtag me too. I ask her permission, and she hasn't had a fresh diaper for five months. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here tonight. I'm glad to be out of the house talking to adults. I uh, every time I get out of the house, I don't I don't go out of the house unless I have a toddler with me, and she's great. She's great, you know. When she wakes up, I'm like, "Hey, I had a crazy dream. How was your sleep?" You know, I be like, you know, uh, and I talk to her like, you know, like she's my <laughs> she's like my contemporary, you know, uh, and I'm like. Hey, you have a good sleepy time. Mine was kind of rough, you know. I think I need to put an extra pillow between my knees to, you know, make my hips not collapse on one another, so I have like lower back problems. Well, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? You're made of rubber, okay? Um, I'm Just glad to be out. Cause whenever I see another adult, and and all of you will find out by the end of the evening, um, I'm like, hey, we're friends. <laughs> Let's talk about friend things. Like, uh, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be here. I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight, uh, helping to raise money for the California Latinas for reproductive justice. Let them hear it, man. Yeah, yeah. Let it be known that I only trilled my R because I'm from Texas and I did take Spanish. And I'm, and also Italian. I'm very good at the rrr. My husband can't do it, but he can go down on me for three hours. All right. So, which is why I get infections. Look. I'm glad to be here. It's a much better way to spend my time than how I have been spending it, which is uh, offering to uh, fight Donald Trump on Twitter. (laughs) I've offered to fist fight him in the octagon more than 30 times for charity, and uh, he keeps ducking me. Keeps ducking me, you know? He, he doesn't want to face the fury that is Liz Stewart. Because, uh, yeah, he's three times my size. I don't believe what he claims is his weight. And you shouldn't believe what I claim either. Um, but I'm pretty sure I could fuck his face with his own ass, you know? <laughs> In the octagon with like, you know, like nobody protecting him. I mean, you're, looking at, you're looking, at looking at a guy who has never had a real fist fight. Like he's always had security protecting him. I grew up poor. I was four foot 11 and 85 pounds until I was a sophomore. And uh, my dad was a boxer. And people thought it was real fun to pick a fight with the tiny girl with the knobby knees, but you know what happens? Nobody expects a headbutt. (laughs) Nobody expects it. Nobody fucking expects it. Uh, I've taken everything from like Krav Maga to Cardio Bar. I will fuck him up, man. For charity. (laughs) For charity and and like like i i keep tweeting at him trying to i'm trying to just push that button to where like i'll finally get a rise out of him to where he'll be like i gotta face this bitch in the octagon i'll be like come on now and like i'll keep pushing it and i'll and i'll tweet him shit like uh yo donnie get in the octagon bitch (laughs) I got an extra pair of gloves you can use. The lady's small, so they might be a little big for ya yeah. <laughs> You tiny-handed motherfucker. My, my husband will be like, babe, uh, threatening to beat up a president is a bad idea. You could you get flagged by a Secret Service for that. And, uh, and I'm like, well, first... It's not a threat. It's an offer <laughs> for charity. I'll play for Planned Parenthood. He'll play for the the Klan. Uh, <laughs> second, like like I don't know why you're even giving me a hard time. That's not even not even what I wanted to tweet him. What I wanted to tweet a, what I wanted to tweet was a uh, at CIA. This guy's unstable. You know what to do. Hashtag JFK. (laughs) Do your job, CIA. But I digress. For the future listeners who, uh, after my prison time is (laughs) served... Who dig this recording out of a time capsule la- labeled The Last Days? It may seem abhorrent for a woman to be speaking in public, much less after dark on the Lord's Day, unaccompanied by a man. But hopefully, The future, for you future listeners, is that the current assertion that the future is female is predictive. And you, the women who now run the world, are listening from the Kamala Harris Presidential Library. And the recently thought out and cloned Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg (laughs) has just been declared Empress of all decision making for all eternity. (laughs) Yes! Notarius RBG. And that's all I got to say. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to Persisters. <laughs> Welcome to
2: Persisters. Persisters, Welcome. baby. I'm
0: Beth. I'm Alex. And we're here with Liz Stewart. Hi. How are you? So good. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. You guys, we're sitting here on the day after the Brett Kavanaugh hearing and Dr. Ford's hearing, and we are drinking wine.
2: Wine. Yay. It's not even five o'clock.
0: I,
1: it uh, is somewhere... Yeah, we've earned it. We have earned it. Women and men who love women for yourself of glass. That's correct. Men who love or, women
2: too. Yeah, Yeah. Totally. yeah. And treat or, them, treat them well. We treat actually them well. did.
0: Yeah. I mean, as much man hating that has been going on. Uh we did start our 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 day off together by talking about how we appreciate the love and respect that the men in our lives have shown us. Oh my god, they Copy know that. how hard it is. Yeah. Copy
1: that. Somebody got flowers. Yeah,
0: we're looking Thank at these it. beautiful.
2: Uh, yeah, I almost said red roses. I was like, oh, those are yellow. Those are yeah, even better are than red favorite. roses. Yeah.
1: yeah, friendship. That's what yellow roses mean. Friendship. <laughs> How you know, romantic. that's even more important than no, love. Totally, that is more important than love because love can it be used love. against you, but friendship <laughs> means they actually care about your soul. That's really sweet. Ooh. I like that. Tell me more about that. Uh, it's also the yellow rose of Texas. I'm from Texas. How are you? Oh. <laughs> is, that the, is that like
0: your state flower? Yeah, yellow rose.
1: I didn't catch oh. that Well, the state flower is actually the blue bonnet, but they have the song, the yellow rose of Texas. Hmm. Oh. Don't I've don't never been to Texas, so I've been to Texas, so I've only been to the Houston airport about.
0: and Dallas once.
1: Oh. oh, that's all you need to see. Great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> go to You're Dallas right. once. <laughs> <to catch up. laughs> Do you go back at all? No. Good for you. No, I went You're back. Like, okay. I mean, Houston's great. Austin's great. Dallas is okay. Mm-hmm. San Antonio's good. Like, the cities are great, but if you, I mean, I guess it's the same everywhere. Whenever you go, like, 45 minutes outside the city limit, it's like, ding, 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 <laughs> right. ding. You know, and you're it's like, get rough. me the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. A guy with no teeth one, can't stop talking about my nipples. You know what oh I mean? Oh, God. Like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so, What are you true say about story. Your nipples? True story. Particularly I, oh, well, impressive I w- ones? Well, I had this like toothless guy when I waited bartended in <laughs> Houston. It was like on the outskirts of Houston to oh, a man. place called Katy, Texas, where Renee Zellweger is from. Oh, Ooh. Renee, hello! Wow. I bartended at a place, and this guy would come in, and he'd order a like a red beer, like it's tomato juice and beer mixed Ugh. together. Ugh. And he looks exactly like you would think a guy who would order that would look. And he would take his teeth out oh, and he'd no. put them on the bar and he was like, I want to suck on them nipples. Oh. And I was like, "I was like, that's exactly how I want to spend my night getting my nipples sucked by this toothless fat man hillbilly fucktard. And I was like, all right, uh, give me put $20 down because that's your tip for insulting me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm taking this as my tip, or you can leave. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. that's how I bartend. Great. I had yeah. a guy. I shouldn't say tard. I take tard back. That's that's okay. that's offensive. That's offensive to. You were upset. It's okay. I was upset. Liz, when did you move from Texas to L.A.? Um. Well, I I moved from uh Houston to Chicago. Oh, okay. First. Cool. And Love those. Yeah, I was starting in the mid, like
2: in some place that's not LA, Sorry. right? And just yes, and I'm from Cleveland, so
1: oh, hello, um, good company. Um, so I moved from Houston to Chicago right before 9 like mm. like the the so that was two thousand one. I moved at the end of two thousand, um, mm. and uh, and then and uh, I'd never seen snow before, and what? I moved in November. Wow, oh. Gearing up for that really
2: rough winter in Chicago. Yeah, it was
1: the (sighs) that real big storm that came that year. Actually,
2: I was just assuming every winter is rough. Oh,
1: they had a big old blizzard. Oh, it was like four feet of snow or some shit. I'd never seen it, and I went outside and made a snow angel. And I was still in like when and when I when I was packing up the truck in Houston, um, I was wearing uh, like sweatpants and a sports bra because I was packing up at night. And, uh, and then as, as it, um, as it went, uh, as I went, uh, you know, further north, I started taking like, like sweatpants that were in the, in the, in the bed of the the truck and using them as scarves. And then by the time I got there, I was like, holy shit, I've never been this cold. And, you oh know gosh. and then and then and then like the snow came like the first week I was there and it was I'd never seen it, it was beautiful and magical and then it all turned to black slush. Mm. you know that's the fun part. Yeah, mm. that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. but uh, I went outside and jumped in the snow and the cats watched me through the window and it was really fun. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, you there you moved there for comedy. Yeah, I moved cool. there for second city and I ended up doing a uh, stand up there.
2: You did this conservatory program? Yeah. Cool. Tell me everything. Well,
1: it's uh, I, 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 met a lot of great people. Yeah. Um, I didn't really learn a lot because I had done huh. improv in Houston. Okay. Um, before going like there.
0: Of, uh, did you did you perform a lot when you were there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then I, I did like a uh they had a, like a one of the directors from Second City uh was directing a. Uh, in a a long form improv show and that's where I learned a lot about like character and improv like just performing because they were like five shows a weekend Mm -hmm. and we got paid uh, you know five dollars a show but hey it's something you know that's
0: that's enough to keep you going yeah that's something
1: that's a hundred dollars a month Hey, that's twelve hundred dollars a year you know you got a
2: blanket of snow to keep you warm Mm -hmm. you know
1: And how long were you in Chicago for? Uh,
2: Four years. When did you, when you were in Chicago, when we were like, all right, time to like go to New York or LA. And how did you decide which one it was going to be? What was it that
1: Um, pulled you there? I was in Chicago and it was the winter and I was yelling at the wind Mm. because I was so cold, like so cold. I'd never experienced, it was so cold. And I was like, I, at first it was novel. At first, it was like super cool to be that cold because I was like, "Wow, this is a new experience." But then I was like, "I can't do this anymore, man." You know, uh, yeah. and I was like, "Why are you so cold?" Yelling yeah, like at the wind like a fucking crazy person. And I said, "Well, I can either go to L.A. or New York, and like, do I like like hot and clean or cold and dirty? You know, <laughs> like because like you hear stories about yeah. in, in New York about how like." You know, they have like rats and like the sludge on the on the sidewalk. Mm And I'm not a germaphobe, but I have I have, you know, some issues with, you know, fluids that I don't know what they are touching me in any way. So I was like
0: (laughs) that for me, it was the same thing after I because I went to college in New York and all of my friends were moving into the city. And I was like and I had done one summer in the city and I knew how expensive it was. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to learn how to be an adult in this city. Mm-mm. Like the quality of life I thought was going to be far superior in L.A. And I don't know if that's the truth, but like I understand that like the weather, the weather. the weather well, wasn't even an issue for me. It was just like the like quality of life I thought would be better here as a someone in their 20s. That's yeah. it.
1: Weatherman, I was watching an episode of Fastlane when I made the decision. You remember Fastlane? Fast no, what is that? Oh, shit. Okay, Fastlane is this horrible buddy cop television show that was on Fox um, <laughs> in like 2003. Who's in it? Um, the guy who plays the dad in the Twilight series. Uh, Peter. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Peter Facinelli.
2: Oh, he was married to um, um, Jenny Garth.
1: Yeah, that <sighs> guy. That guy. I know who that is. I can look him up later. Yeah, yeah, look him up. Look him up. Well, the fast lane was on, and they're like buddy cops driving these these like pimp-ass cars in L.A., and it was cold in the winter, and I was like, I want to go there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> great decision. You made a great decision. Thank you. Um, you guys, we moved on to beer, even though I thought oh, I yeah. would never drink beer again. Uh, PBR, baby.
1: We're <laughs> splitting a beer three ways. I like beer uh i like beer i like beer what do you, do like, you beer? like beer yeah I, drink- I like beer i still like beer i don't have a drinking problem do you drink
0: problem. too
2: much you, you don't remember problem you have a drink- blackout no i don't think he said oh do you blackout.
1: no no she said uh do you have, uh, he, and and have i don't think, ever think he gets so much to the something.
2: point of blacking or um,
1: not remembering um, not so you know being able guys? to recall
0: have you do you think that beer oh, beer is the only thing that brett Kavanaugh drinks beer beer I you don't know, think he's doing some him. shots of something else?
2: I can see him doing, like, uh, I uh, scotch neat.
1: Yeah.
2: Right, I mean, with all those political
0: With shots. all the political dudes.
1: With all the political... He's, like, you know, like, at the end of Law & Order, when, uh, like, they have, like, a scotch after they solve a case, you know? But, like, they just keep going, you know? I've been watching... <laughs> they have, like, eight mm-hmm. scotches.
0: I've been watching The Good Wife for the past, like, two months. Like starting from the beginning. And this all is just like, it's like life imitating art with all the, like when they walked in and she was like holding his hand and like, and then um, Mm. like walking down that corridor in the Capitol. And then like the way she sat behind him and just like with that look on her face, it was just like.
2: Have you guys seen that photo of all the women behind him? Who
0: are all those women? They're all on his side, aren't they? Um, I Alyssa think, Milano is in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the people I, yeah. on the left
1: of him, or wait, the, it's mixed. Like, like okay. front row seating for like, you yes. know, for like his supporters, or, like the supporters of the person who's currently testifying. And then in the back of the galley, there's like, you know, Alyssa Milano. Um, you can see her lawyers. Um, you her can lawyer, see her, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Yeah, Ford's lawyers. Dr. Ford's lawyers. Um, you can see like, and even... What's, what's so crazy is like, I mean, okay. Oh, wait. Hey, if you haven't heard the stand-up, I would like to call it because before any of these allegations were raised, I had already said you that I did. knew he was a fucking sexual degenerate. <laughs> the only thing I was wrong about is that these chicks are still alive. I thought he was digging up underage corpses and having sex with them. How did you know that? You can look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. <laughs> Look in his fucking eyes, man. You definitely <laughs> called it. Wow. I called all it. the listeners
0: will have heard your stand-up before. This is now playing after.
1: hmm That was, full. That was, that was uh, done a couple of weeks ago, man. Called it. because crazy. I have a gift. Like, I swear to God, I have a gift. So, like, you get the offender locator on your app. Like, get the oh, app offender locator on your phone. I can look at the picture, and people will cover, like, what they did. Show me their mugshot, I'll tell you what they did. I'll tell you what they did. And and it's it's like eye distance. You know what I mean? Like the guys mm-hmm. who have wide set eyes, they go after the younger girls. <laughs> the guys who have the narrower eyes, who are more physically fit usually. They're they're rapists of um like they're like violent, violent rapists. You know, I mean I'm not saying that pedophilia isn't violent. I'm just saying that like 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 uh they're the kind of guys who like be an e rapist. You know what I mean? Like the pedophiles or the like the guy, the Brett Kavanaugh looking motherfuckers, they're the kind of guys who like cozy up to you lure you into a false sense of security, then pounce on you. I'm mm. talking you can see it in his dead, dead, soulless eyes and yeah. also those little shark teeth. I don't trust nobody with shark teeth.
0: I think what's really interesting is that all of this it's just it it's a part of a gray area that we as a society haven't really gotten to yet. Gotten like to th- discuss it. Gotten to discuss right. or gotten to say like, well that's still sexual assault, whatever mm-hmm. the acts are leading up to that. And even though I saw this, I, I'm, it's kind of like a tangent, but I saw a photo of how, like, it's like a a, a a white male politician is saying the acts of somebody, the acts of this man from when he was a teenager, shouldn't affect the him him for the rest of his life. And then it's like a photo of a woman who's pregnant. And it's like, sure, but you can't mm-hmm. have it both ways. You can't say that that boys will be boys as teenagers, but but women that get pregnant because boys will be boys have to carry that baby oh, to a term. That's a powerful...
1: Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like that, that, yeah. that really... Such a disgusting double standard. And you know who mm-hmm. probably... like You know what? And, and Sure, she's pregnant, but nobody says that the sex that she had was consensual.
0: But also, it could have
1: been... Even if it were consensual, I agree with that statement. Sure. But there's a chance that it wasn't. But also, you know? like,
0: everyone... Uh, I, I like show me one woman that hasn't had gray area consensual sex, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, like even before, like I think that was part of the reason why so many people during. Uh, when Me Too stuff started happening, because the, there were so many sexual encounters where it's like, well, I don't, I don't know if that's what it was. I'm not sure. It, well, they tried but it didn't happen, or they did, but like maybe I consented. I can't remember, but it has. It's whatever the effect that it's had on you mentally for the rest of your life, whether it's anxiety or whether it's your relationship to sex. Like it, it's affected you, right. and so I think that's why her story has is so universal and it resonates with so many women because. Yes she was not raped but she was sexually assaulted and she was traumatized from it and she had anxiety from it for the rest of her life to the to the extreme she's now what in her she is she 50? I think she's in her 50s. She, yeah and, and
1: she's and he's 53, she's 52, I guess. Or yeah. if he's 50, and, she's like one year younger. still when
0: she's remodeling her oh,
2: house Oh, that was saying, the thing that hit me with the, the two doors. doors. Yeah. yeah, Because I was she just had about to that. her
0: story when she when she locked herself back in the in the in the bathroom after and she heard them go downstairs. She had to walk past them to leave the
1: house. Yeah. And she was just saying she wanted another door oh, in her accent. house. I mean. And I mean, and it's not for him lack of his trying that she wasn't raped. You know, she got lucky because mm -hmm. Mark Judge jumped on the bed. Yeah. He was like, oh, you know, I want to get in on this, too. Right. And and she was able to find that that opening, you know, I mean. But also you have to
2: think about like when they're like boys will be boys or how can you hold some like some how can you hold someone accountable for something they did 15 years ago? It's like, well, if someone murdered someone.
1: Yeah,
0: your and I know, myself, and so I know it's a totally different thing, thing obviously. the but boys, the boys will oh, be boys. Yeah. It's what also the fuck fuck is like that. It's also like, hey, 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 parents, all parents. I'm talking to. I'm even talking to myself as somebody who wants to be a parent someday. Mm-hmm. When you talk to your kids about drinking and driving, you have the same fucking conversation about consensual sex. Yeah. I would like to think that a lot of the actions that happened back in the day and happened when we were teenagers are less prevalent now because of technology. How do you show though? How, how do you, do you just like show, show that people comparison? that are like less getting in less trouble, or people that because like if you're at a party and you're drinking, somebody takes a photo, you're screwed completely. Yeah. Like I have one of my cousins was like, oh my god, my coworkers and I talk about like if. If there were cameras or smartphones when we were teenagers, we would all be fucked from our jobs like but the, fucked like our, from
2: what? like did you assault someone or did you just no, like act like an like, idiot?
0: I think it's also like like the people people that allow other people to post photos of them on Facebook and people use those for job interviews. they look at your in your your, well, your yeah social of course media. but I, I think some people like just are being careless like deliberate about it. Or, yeah. i'm sorry be- belligerent and yeah. But that's what Facebook was, and that's what and that's what those things were a while not too long ago. Sure. But now everybody's boss, aunt, grandmother, father, teacher yeah. are
1: on it, it's and like you a patrolling can't. Device. Yeah, yeah, when you yeah. have uh, when you have a job interview, they ask for your social media accounts. Yeah, you know that's crazy, man. Like, um, there goes my secret service job. application you You know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 crazy like I'm wondering if like somewhere out there because like we're thinking like this is like the 80s when Brett Kavanaugh Mm -hmm. and I'm not even gonna say allegedly I'm gonna say Brett Kavanaugh attacked uh Dr. Christine Blasey Ford um I wonder if there's like a camcorder because that was like big around then you know, like, mm. like, oh, I got my dad's camcorder, you know? Like, I wonder if there's any kind of video or Polaroids or... From that night? From, not necessarily that night, but I mean, Other rapists nights. don't stop raping, you know? Like, I mean, that... Well, it's uh, also have not a eaten. power trip.
0: Like, mm-hmm. if, if we get back to the nitty-gritty of why somebody assaults somebody, it's because of power, right? It's because yeah. they have a certain amount of power over another person. So this is a man who's trying to get the most powerful position Mm -hmm. in the United States courts, you know, like in the highest courts in our country. Yeah. The deciding vote. Right. He would be the deciding vote. He's a man who's obsessed with power. He said so in the same thing with, with like that he deserves it, that his whole life he's been polished
1: for this. Mm -hmm. This is his
0: to be had
1: fucking entitled prick, Mm -hmm. right? Man. I'd love to give him a reason to go to therapy for the rest of his life. You Uh, know what I mean? I would love, I would love to assault him with a tire iron. I would love to. I would love to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and mean, I let's hope, see him yeah. build a fucking second, second fucking uh, door, door on, in his living room. You know? Let's see if I can get, find an exit. Bretty, Prick.
0: Bart O'Cavanaugh.: right. But like, is this, is this behavior wildly different from behavior that boy showed when you were in high school?
1: Um, I was friends with theater guys mm. in high school, mm-hmm. so, like, they just did my hair. Sure. You know what I mean? We went to gay bars, we drank margaritas, we danced, we, <laughs> you know what I mean? we That's what college was like for me. Yeah, we had, we wore uh, bell bottoms, great. you yeah. know, like, we, like, I played, like, you know, and all the, the guys who were straight in theater, like, we'd, we'd you know, like, <laughs> Like, throw a balloon in the air that was, you know, that was like sure. filled with, you know, we would just knock a knock balloon you know. around and, yeah. like, you know, and we'd, we'd, um, like, make chalk outlines of ourselves and, 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 and prank our teachers with them and be like, you know what I mean? Just That's stupid so shit, delightful. you know, smoke some pot, yeah have some beer, you know? I like beer. I still like beer. <laughs> you like beer?
2: I grew up in a very, like, as you know, very Georgetown preppy environment so like I went to an all girls school private all girls school then there was the private all boys school and so hearing this I was like I wouldn't be surprised if something like this happened Mm -hmm. and that being said like the people that I was friends with at this school I didn't hear of anything like this of this kind and I would hope that that didn't happen among my friend groups um and I was always treated with respect uh but there was this entitled prep school uh, vibe and that i really not care for hmm.
1: yeah they shouldn't have all boys schools man i basically went to an all boys
0: schools you see mighty ducks 3
2: and they all go to yes. that boarding
0: school. That's based off of my high school. That was filmed at my high school. I went there because my brother was a hockey player and that's where they groom boys to become mm. professional hockey players. But oh, they also yeah? had this like great drama program. So I was living in Colorado when Columbine happened. So my parents didn't want my brother and I to go to high school in those schools. Yeah. So they sent us, they sent my brother there, and then they relocated my family to go so my brother and I could go there and be day students. And it was a fine school when I was there when my brother was there as like a a big hockey player. But the second my brother left, I felt what it was like to be a girl in an all-boys locker room and then found out that my haven of a drama teacher was a pedophile. He was looking at child pornography on our computers, and he was a dorm parent looking at boys while they were showering. Oh, my God. And he... um, But I also think the man that was... The reason why I do what I do today is because of this man, but he was also the reason why my school was such a horrible place to be for women because people, he made it okay for boys to be sexual predators and to look at people like that. I have a girlfriend from Los Angeles who told me that a guy friend of hers from home, she's not from Los Angeles, but she told me a guy friend of hers from home was sent to my high school because he participated in something very similar to what Brett Kavanaugh is being accused of. And then I said, yeah, there's a lot of guys from my high school that were sent away to my high school. Mm. And then I was with them without any parental supervision. Jeez. And it was like, but but it resonates what you said, Alex, about Mm. like, just, um, like the amount of privilege and the amount Mm. of entitlement, but then Mm -hmm. add on to the fact that these boys are going to be playing professional hockey and everyone lets them get away with murder. And that's what I was in high school
1: with. And it was Awful. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. That, I, this is why we need to have women run the world. And like men who know like, what they're doing are happy with a woman on top. You know what I mean? Sure. Like n- yes. real men like women taking charge. So I, because it's like, it's like whenever you, I was talking about this with a girlfriend of mine and she was saying, like, like uh, the reason why men are in charge now is because, you know, when we, uh, uh, you know they're strong, physically stronger. And so now that we have technology, it's kind of, it's helping to start level the playing field and pretty soon they will be the workers and we'll be the supervisors, you know, in our evolved society that's coming. And I I just can't wait for that to happen, you know, because I mean, like the emotional intelligence that comes with being a woman and the empathy Mm -hmm. that's like almost inherent in it until Mm -hmm. yes. The, you know, I mean, you've got, you've got, you know, I mean, every group has women, you know, or like members who turn on their own, you know, for the benefit of sucking up to whoever's in charge, you know, like, you know, you got your Kellyanne Conway's, your Sarah Huckleberry sandbags, you know, you got, you know, you got. You got your Ben Carson's, you know. Oh my god. You got goodness. your people You're really throwing all the
2: stars in here.
1: Yeah, you yeah. got the people who are like, oh, you know, uh, uh, your Aunt Lydia's, your and I'm a, a, another 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 character. <laughs> There's not enough
0: Bradley Whitfers in the world,
1: right? <laughs> There's not that a Bradley is ra- trying
0: to be a Bradley Whitford
1: dude. Uh, you I know really what? I really hope so. I god really bless hope those so. two women. God bless them.
0: Oh, in the elevator. Yeah. Look at me yeah. when I'm talking to you. Flake had said he was going to vote. For uh, to proceed with Judge Kavanaugh because he didn't think that there was enough evidence to not, and then um, and but he he's kind of one of those deciding on the fence Republicans yeah. from Arizona, and they. Um, and then and, and after everyone's hearings yesterday, testimonies yesterday, he said that he was still going to vote for him. And so today when they reconvened to decide if they were going to delay or continue, he said continue, right? That mm-hmm. was what happened this morning. Then as he left, that's when he was approached by two sexual assault survivors and they basically accosted him. Was it in an elevator or a yeah. door of some kind? He and, was in
1: the elevator and yeah. they got in the uh, door of the elevator to where it couldn't close and,
0: and there were cameras.
1: Let them have it, you know. Like, uh, and and they're heroes.
0: I mean, it's also it it's the fact that you let a you let a Brett Kavanaugh into the Supreme Court, who's going to then let off the Brock Turners of the world, and yeah. then it's going to and then they're going to have a say mm-hmm. in what we do with our bodies, and it's just going to be a never ending circle of
1: we're going to end up on rape farms oh god oh god to be fair factory though, rape farm animals will be what women <laughs> will be
0: alexis Bladell's uh-huh missing like with our fingernails just falling off waiting for some Flake waiting for did Bradley whitford to rescue us say, though,
2: this morning i will move this forward to the senate but uh, we need to put a uh, uh, FBI investigation. Yes. Then that. Then that. If happened. we then don't, because of we've that. got a week. Oh, because so the elevator did happen before, and, well, then before he that. said that. Then yes. he said that along so
1: with Murkowski. Was it like a break in well, between? between? Then he met with what was the Murkowski, Demi- McC- Collins Murkowski. mansion and Heidenkamp.
0: And they said they were going to do a
1: week long right. investigation with the FBI. And then because, only because they wouldn't have the votes to uh, push them forward. If you make me vote right now, I'm going to say no. Right.
2: They need to subpoena Mark Judge.
1: Oh, yeah. That's That's what they need to do. Yeah.
0: But they, Mm -hmm. they had subpoenaed Kavanaugh is what you said, you told me. Yes. I didn't realize he had been, been subpoenaed. After her testimony, Dr. Ford's, I did not think he was going to say, I thought he was going to withdraw and not say anything. Well, he had been I,
1: practicing his lies for an entire week at the White House. I, did you, I love um, Kamala
0: Harris's uh, question at the very end, which was if he had asked, if that he said, she said, did you watch Dr. Ford's testimony? And he said, no, she goes, I have no further questions. Uh huh. I was like, "No, I did not intend." She was. I have no further questions. She knows he watched. She does such a good job. I love her questions because she puts you. She just puts him. Puts them right in
1: a corner.
2: Actually, like be careful. Sex too, uh, but I'm so attracted to her.
1: Oh my gosh! I, I, She's, I, like, I, she's her a beautiful and woman, Booker. stunning
2: and intelligent. And, and and
1: Hillary Clinton. I think Hillary Clinton is a very sexy woman. She is on she my list. She was on Mercy Brown, Brown last woman. night. On the, on the. Oh on the, wow! Yeah. I haven't seen it. I have to watch. She it. was on the really series, good. and it's not tech,
0: the series. Premier? Uh, premiere, premiere, yeah. when she was on it, yeah. Oh, had a. Was
2: he that? And you just recently released a uh, stand-up special. Yes. You know, you were obviously doing characters and other things while you were here as well. So,
1: or, well, I, I yeah. love improv, mm, and I okay. love theater, and I love musicals, and and but stand-up is like, I mean, it's the most portable, you know, and you don't have to count on anybody else. I and yeah. yeah you can take it anywhere and and you have some and and you don't have to like if you have something to say you don't have to get it past a director right to, to bring your message directly to the people and I I like that you know um it's it's uh the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows that's for sure yeah yeah because if like you do great then you're like Yeah, that was me, you know. But if you don't, then you're like, you can't blame the playwright. No. You know? Um, You can't
0: blame the audience.
1: You can sometimes. sometimes. Sometimes I did a recovery room once, you know, and and, and if you're in recovery, this is fantastic. Keep going. But, (laughs) um, but have a sense of humor, man. It was in <laughs> Fresno, you know? And like, uh, and like, like, a, I was like, oh my God, everybody's just like, some guy was taking crotch shots of women, you know? Like I a different, and mean, it, you know what? It's not indicative of the recovery community. I think it's just indicative of Fresno. I'm sorry if <laughs> yeah. you lived there. I was hoping
2: you were going to say oh. No <laughs> offense. It's indicative of Fresno. of
1: Fresno. I've been to Fresno a couple of times yeah. and every time there's been like, like Crot shots. crotch shots there's in the hotel room there's blood sp- <laughs> blood splatter on the fucking paintings Ugh, that they gross. hang decker you know what i mean yeah like like uh it, I, I, there were four people i i we, never mind i went to fresno and i was like hey i'm not staying in this hotel room by myself Through my friends stayed in there with me and, um, because we're too frightened to go to, uh, we're not, we're too frightened to go to the 7-Eleven, which is right downstairs. You live right above a fucking 7 if you want in Fresno. And, I love and I'm not going by myself. Um, so yeah, I love standup. I love stand up. Um, uh, I love characters, and I'll put a wig on. I'll do a funny voice if you want. And uh, How long did it take for you to prep for your special?
0: Like, not including, like, the years, of course, that you did, you put in doing it, but when you're like, I'm going to start working on a set that I'm going to tape.
1: Um, It was my birthday. It was April 6th, and we filmed it on May 28th. So what? I had from April 6th to May 28th. And you wrote a That's... whole new set and taped that. Well, I took jokes that were already existing, and I uh, categorized them by subject and then I wrote uh, jokes about the pregnancy um, and then I, I, I figured out how to uh, maneuver them into like one fluid, um, uh, you know, thesis paper, as it were. Mm-hmm. You know? Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Did you film this, your
0: stand-up special, Pregnant, before Ali Wong filmed her special Pregnant?
1: Um... I filmed it before Ali Wong's special was released.
0: Okay, because I knew about when you filmed it. I saw photos of it, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's a genius! She's doing this, pregnant!" And then Ali Wong did
1: hers, Um, Mm -hmm. but you and Kira Soltanovich came out that same week. She did her. She filmed her special before any of us. Um, uh, uh, I still think it was released the same week. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I've seen Kira's special and Ali Wong's special. Um, and uh, mine's different because uh, Kira's special is very, very, very baby-centric and it's mm-hmm. very centralized about baby material. And then Ali Wong's special is very, um, like, hey, I'm pregnant, but here's also a really great special. And mm. my special is, like, hey, here I'm I'm pregnant and here are some jokes about society and how I see the world and how I want to see the world for, for my girl who's coming into the world, mm. you know, like what I want for her. Um, uh, so like having a, uh, knowing that you're having a woman, you know, that you're giving birth to a future woman in this world wow. really, really blew it out for me because I was like, not only how do I feel about this world? Like, what kind of world do I want to leave her you know, I, I want things to be better for her than they were for us. Yeah, right. And like, I don't know. I feel like with stand up, you can like, you can change the world. You can bring attention to uh, things that people wouldn't ordinarily think about, and even if they're laughing at the time, maybe maybe something, maybe a seed, you know, travels with them home, and you know, they shoot up in the middle of the night, and they go, yeah. I get it now, you know? And then they're just a good person, you know? (laughs) I really do think the comedy can change the world. So, like, I had the spine line of, um, like, my comedy uh, album had, like, the the spine of uh, me being pregnant. But off of that, I got to shoot different uh, uh, topics and then always bring it back to, like, how that influences me and how it's going to influence her and... You know, but it's still funny, you know, it, it, it still has like a, I don't know, it's like at moments it's almost like a persuasive speech, mm. but then it goes back to uh, being very, very, I'm very proud of a few, you know, a few of my jokes, all of my jokes, you know, for very different reasons, you know, I talk about vampires and <laughs> ghosts and wanting to have sex with Candace DeLong, uh, who's like the, the host of, uh, have you ever seen Deadly Women on Investigation no. Discovery? Network. She's she is the Candace Delong is um, if you see the special Candace Delong is the inspiration for the Jodie Foster character in Silence of the Lambs.
2: Oh,
1: she's this hot, hot, good-looking <laughs> profiler. Like the lady is in her seventies. She only looks thirty-five. Like like the woman is immaculately she's like beautiful. The Helen
0: Mirren because Helen Mirren was on that oh my that English show forever. Hmm. What was it called? I don't remember. But like, just like playing a sexy like investigator.
1: Oh, I Helen Mirren is like yeah. for de- like like
0: a Law and Order like I didn't type know of that. yeah. Oh, what sh- what was the name of the oh, show? God, I don't know. My parents love it though. Um, hmm. I don't know. We can look it. We'll look it up when I look up that guy that right. you guys were talking yeah. about. Oh, earlier. Fastlane. Yeah. Fastlane, Fastlane,
1: Fastinelli, baby,
0: Fastinelli, Fastinelli. And where can everybody watch your special?
1: Oh, on Amazon. Uh, Xbox, um, Spectrum, no, I'm sorry, Comcast, Uh, Amazon, Comcast, Xbox, Vudu, Steam, and um, Comcast, if you're not in L.A., there's a different name for it. I think it's called Xfinity. So you can see it on Xfinity. So anywhere in the world you can treat yourself to the comedy stylings of a pregnant woman. Can
2: I ask you about a process question? Yeah. Because I noticed before our show you were writing down, your writing, mm-hmm. and then I saw you writing stuff on note cards.
1: hmm Take us into writing a joke with Liz Stewart. Oh, well, the note cards are really more for organizing the jokes. Mm. The jokes, I will write on, like, anything, like on my mirror in my bathroom. With lipstick. With lipstick or uh, a marker or uh, I keep a... a like anything, I'll just write as soon as I'm like, oh, or I'll say it into my phone, or I'll do like a voice message. Wrote like, write like a premise, or like, oh, right. this is a funny line, and then I'll, I'll revisit. And sometimes the whole joke comes to me in its entirety, and sometimes it visits me in different stages, and then it, and then it, and then it comes to me. Um, but then I take the, uh, write it down on a note card, and then I organize it by its subject matter, and I think what joke flows into the other joke and mm. what kind of narrative do I want by these two jokes being connected? Do I want to like do a no segue, mm. which is abrupt and a surprise for the audience, mm-hmm. or do I want to go uh, use the momentum that I had from that joke and carry it into the second joke? And uh, then you can cut down on the premise and then you, it's cutting the fat off of your next joke so you can get more laughs per minute. Right. So, and did you learn just, just by doing stand,
2: uh, open mics? Like I know everyone kind of has their own. Did you take a
0: class?
1: Uh, did you just... I've never taken a class. I probably should have because, you know, I've taken, you know, diaper classes. I take a class and everything, you know, totally. um, I probably t- should have taken a class. Um, but, um, I read the, uh, comedy Bible. Sure. Sure. And, um, I grew up, when I was growing up, my best friends were uh, uh, George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Uh, cool. And, you know, the way we talked was when I'd play their albums, you know? And so, like, I was That's like, cool. yeah. So you yeah. knew at a
2: young age, you were like, oh. Oh, yeah, I very young age. Bug.
1: Yeah, very young age. Were your parents like, who is this little weirdo? Oh, yeah. And so were my classmates and my teachers and... I've yeah. always I've always been a little a little weird, but I think that's I think love that's it. good. Yeah, yeah it makes totally. you
0: special, and makes you you.
1: Yeah, I love it, Liz. Thank
0: you so much thank for being you. on our show. You're amazing and the perfect person to talk to today. Yeah, and today. Oh. absolutely,
1: guys. We're gonna make it. Take care of yourselves out there.
2: Amen. <laughs> no, seriously Amen. though, do it. Don't black out. I mean, I like beer. By yourself, you can black out. But, like, actually, don't do it. I'd
1: rather be crazy. Hold up. They don't love you like I love you. Slow down. They don't love you
0: like I love you.